you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, a live literary event series from LAist. We are back with guests, author Amanda Montel and actor Bella Lavelle. You can find us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum. Tickets at LAist.com events. And the other forward for the final time, number 24 on the floor, 6'8", five-time world champion, Kobe Bryant. There's 40 million people in Southern California that remember how Kobe made them feel. Kobe made people feel as confident as he was. He made people feel like, don't worry, I got this, we're going to be okay. Because I remember it was a Sunday morning and looking into the sky and going like, this is very unusual fog. It was devastating and I felt the vibe even when I came back, how, how the whole city got really, like they missed member of a family. I don't know, like I was just, I was paralyzed <laughs> for a good six hours after I couldn't move. I couldn't respond to anything. It's late at night, and there's a cop standing in my room. He looks nervous and uneasy about the whole situation. He's a young guy, maybe in his early 20s. And to me, looks like someone who never planned on being a cop. Like a high school athlete who figured joining the force would give him the same rush that football once did. I doubt he pictured getting called to settle domestic violence cases. Maybe he imagined getting called to like bank shootouts or high-speed chases on the 10th freeway. Instead, he's right here in my bedroom making small talk with an 11-year-old kid who just got into another fight with his mom's boyfriend. What do you think of Kobe? The cop said while grabbing the sports section of the paper on my desk. Kobe's face was on it. He's too young to be in the NBA, right? I don't know. I think he's going to be okay. Kobe, 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 Kobe. This is California Love, and I'm Walter. Kobe! Channel 9 regularly scheduled programming will not be seen in order that we may present the following sports special. In Inglewood, it always seemed like the Lakers were the NBA's best team and always had the league's best players. I mean, shit, we had Magic. Tapped in finally by Magic Johnson. 
Kareem. Six for six from the field. We had Kareem. The Lakers get it. They go to Wilt with it. Wilt. Jerry West. Van Axel for three. Tied. And we had Nick Van Axel too. It felt like having a winning team was a big part of our city's magic. Has to put it up with the buzzer. Banks it in. <laughs> he banks in the three. Almost like each player in each era gave us something different to be proud about. Something to look forward to every night. Everyone wanted the game on. My grandmother would always turn into the, the specialist, the expert on why the Lakers weren't playing right. And it would always be a running joke that, you know, if she was coaching instead of Phil Jackson, that she would figure it out. And it's like... <laughs> Yeah. It could have been a break from a busy work week or something to talk about with coworkers. We all had the Lakers, and it felt like we were a part of them. The ball comes in. Cody's got it. Above the three-point line, taking a little bit of time. One dribble, pull up. For the win, he's got it! The Lakers win! And Kobe Bryant making his first appearance in Madison Square Garden. 18 years of age, and you'll go to the free throw line. The week the cop showed up at our home is the same week I first heard about Kobe. The same summer I used to record California Love when it came on the radio. Most people in LA were saying the same thing the cop said that night. He's too young to be in the NBA. Kobe Bryant, last night you get your first start as a pro. How'd it feel? I felt good. I felt good, you know, going out you know, for the starting lineup. You know, I tried to keep keep a straight face and keep a serious look, but, you know, I couldn't help but cracking a little smile. I remember a lot of discussion with relatives of, like, was it the right move? He should have went to college. Should he have not went to college? They said Kobe's too young, too inexperienced, too cocky. Speaking of high school, how big was the gym you played in at Marion? How many people? Uh, About 500 people. 500? About 500 people. This seat's 26,000. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> the last time Kobe's this, Kobe's that. Maybe he was all of those things. Maybe that's why I liked him so much. Well, the difference is you have to make a contribution early on. You know, you have to go in there and, uh, you know, produce right away and uh, get the ball into the big fella, get Eddie some looks. And, you know, whereas, you know, I really didn't have to... I didn't know what it meant yet, that he would actually be a part of our lives for the next 20 years. And he would change us. Forever. The same summer Kobe was drafted was the same summer the Lakers had traded for Shaq. In case you haven't figured it out yet, I'm signed with the Los Angeles Lakers. What about Shaq? I mean, Shaq talk every day. Every day, whether it's in practice and he's blocking one of my shots or I'm getting a layup on him or something like that. You know, we're talking, we're giving advice to one another, we're pumping each other up at the same time. He's like my older brother. You have an older as an 11-year-old, it was all music to my ears. Basketball was everything, and my entire room was filled with posters. I had Michael Jordan, Eddie Jones, and a UCLA Basketball National Championship poster. I played in the park every day, all day, sun up to sundown, and would take some money with me that I would hide in my socks to buy a hot dog and a soda for lunch. And if you were a real one like I was, when your t-shirt got dirty, you flipped it around and you kept on playing. But in hindsight, that was kind of nasty. But anyways. 
for me was like a golden door because I knew you had the ability to play and you were very athletic since you were little. So to me, that was uh, the golden key to make it in life. Do you remember the first time you saw me play basketball? Ay, mijo. I remember that so clearly. So that every time I go by that, that high school, I yo lloro porque it was very emotional. It was your first JV game and you were playing your first half. And you were playing amazing. Oh, my God. You were doing the, the Kobe style. I don't remember what it's called, mijo. ¿Cómo se llama? Finger roll. Finger rolls, yes. Oh, and everybody was clapping. I was so happy. And then after the half, you you sat down on the floor. All I knew was that you were sitting down. And to me, it was a, a very sad moment because that was my opportunity to see you become a, a, a good student and a basketball player. And after the game, I went up to you and I said, Mijo, what did you do? Why didn't you play? And then you gave me a big hug. And I said, well, what's going on? And you said, Mom, I made varsity. So coach took me out of the game because I made varsity. I'm in the varsity team now. Oh, my God. First, I was crying because I was sad. Now I'm crying because I was happy. My mom was able to send me to UCLA basketball camps. It's where I met college stars and people who I looked up to, UCLA players who had just won a national championship that year. Bring it back. Go around the cone. Cross. Go around. Good. I go the other way. Keep going. I learned how to become a better basketball player. Keep going. Go the other way. Good. We played in games and did drills all day long. I was in the dorms. I had my own room. And it felt like a resort. It was like almost like a teenage sandals. You know, it was so much fun. We had pizza for every meal. No, but I'm not joking, though. That's literally what it was. Thompson is a very, very good three-point shooter off the bench. On the wing, Thompson! All that training came in handy years later when I played Division I basketball and then professionally. Kobe was only six years older than me. Close enough to feel similar, but old enough to look up to. He was smooth, handsome, and had confidence unlike any other 17-year-old I knew. And he had just taken Brandy to prom that year. Which was the most baller thing you could do, especially when you're a high school kid. So you knew right off the bat that he had a ton of confidence, a ton of uh, flair. Mo to the, E to the, Mo to the, E to the. Moesha. Yep. Brandy. He was a star in my eyes. From the first moment he arrived in L.A., and he felt like an older brother. He was fearless. And that's something all of L.A. could relate to. And it didn't matter where you lived. 
the west side, downtown, south central, or the east side. It was all the same. Even though Kobe had his doubters, after only a few years, he proved them wrong. But I mean, I'm not saying he was a perfect player. Five seconds left. Four. Bryant drives. Pull up. Shot on the way. I know, I know, I know, I know. He did airball a few times during the Lakers Jazz playoff series. I mean, I was kind of like, yo, like, really? You're just going to keep airballing? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> but if that moment doesn't happen, I don't know if Kobe becomes who Kobe is. And it still didn't phase him. And it didn't wreck his confidence, at least not outwardly, not one bit. Oh, and that one time when he got a cold two-piece by New York Knicks guards Chris Childs. That was crazy. But it also didn't stop him. When they played the Sacramento Kings, that was hate. And the way he used to fight with Doug Christie, Kobe's sitting there just bobbing and staring at Doug Christie face to face. He goes to make Kobe flinch. And Kobe does not flinch. He does not bat an eye. It's the most singular moment that tells you everything you need to know about Kobe Bryant. In the face of somebody going to pop him in the face, he's not even moved. Imagine if you could charge your electric vehicle at the places you already love to eat, shop, and play. Whether you're at the movies, on your weekly grocery trip, or running errands at your local mall, Volta EV charging stations are built around your day-to-day and located in your community and nationwide. All you have to do is check in, plug in, and go about your day. It's EV charging made convenient. Download the Volta app to find your new favorite place to charge. Hi, I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, and we are back for another round. This is clearly an NPR audience. (laughs) I think they're so smart. What the hell? My guests this time are actor Vela Lavelle and author Amanda Montel, whose new book, The Age of Magical Overthinking, is out now. Join us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum for book talk, trivia, and hot takes. Tickets can be found at laist.com slash events. During my sophomore year in high school, racial tensions between students really exploded. They were all over L.A. County. The root of the violence was unclear, but one thing was, black and brown students were getting swept up in them. People were fighting on their way to school, at school, and after school. Me and my friends wanted to stay clear of it all, So we stayed in the gym and played basketball. I carried my basketball wherever I went as a form of communication. I carried it on the bus, dribbled it down the street, and had it by my side all day long. It felt like it became a part of my body. Because I knew if people saw me with it, they'd be like, oh, he just plays basketball. He's cool. And it worked. People were fighting outside the gym. But inside, black and brown teens were trying to be just like Kobe. Kobe. And we all wore his jersey. 
Kobe was easy to love. He took us to the finals. And we won again. Kobe, hard to believe. Are you kidding me? Unreal. And again. Jab step. Puts up a three. And again. The four. Here's Kobe. Way outside. How about that shot? Kobe Bryant puts it up. Beauty. From I think the Lakers were so important because they gave us just an opportunity to celebrate victory that everyone could be a part of. You know, when it comes to sports, yeah, there's no divide there coming from, you know, an immigrant Arab American family, my uncles and my dad, like that's how they learned English, watching the NBA. By the time I was in seventh and eighth grade, it was just like every day, Kobe Bryant, Laker t-shirt. He was plastered all over my walls. I would save every single newspaper clipping that came out and people didn't know me by my real name. My friends called me Kobe or Mrs. Bryant. We yelled, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. Kobe, woo! Whenever we shot paper into trash cans during class, man, I got in trouble for that so many times. We yelled it on the courts in Venice and out in East LA. You didn't need to love basketball to love Kobe. Once again, once again. Kobe and Vanessa met in 1999 when he was 20 and she was 17. He was trying to be a rapper and met her on the set of his music video. You do remember who recorded the song, right? For some reason, I was really involved in the relationship gossip. It's hard to pinpoint uh, what exactly makes a person the one for you. But you just know, I mean, love is a funny thing. I can't explain it and I don't understand it. Um, but all I know is she caught my heart and I just knew that she was the one. I wanted the relationship to work. Maybe it was because it was something I wish my parents had. Oh my God. Good girl. So cute. Vanessa also felt really relatable to me. She reminded me of one of my cousins and was only a couple years older than me. But when they married, and the city's biggest hero had these black Mexican daughters, I felt an immediate emotional attachment to them. Do you think your daughter might want to play in the WNBA? She does, for sure. She does? I, I don't, it means this, this kid, man. She's Wouldn't like, that be great? Dude, man, I, I'm telling you. The, be, the, best thing, the best thing that happens is when we go out, and, and, and fans will come up to me, and she'll be standing next to me, and they'll be like, Hey, you got to have a boy. You and V got to have a boy, man. You have somebody carry on the tradition, the legacy. She's like, oi, I got this. I saw parts of myself in their daughters, in Gianna, in Natalia, in the identity questions I knew they had because I had them too. Those girls and I probably had different lives, but seeing more children like them was really beautiful to me. Kobe and Vanessa's family didn't solve the city's racial problems, but it shared the sum to our spirits. At times, Kobe flew higher than any human I thought could. And then there were also moments, like at a resort hotel in Eagle, Colorado, that he felt human, flawed, and to some, even a villain. <laughs> <laughs> 
I sit here in front of you guys, furious at myself, disgusted at myself for making a mistake of adultery. Like, no, not, not the, not the person that I've felt so passionately defends my values. I've learned that the people that I look up to, so many of them have found ways or have done things that disappoint me in the end. So here I am tempering the way that I look up to somebody. I want to say back then I had this generalization that the culture of the NBA was a womanizing culture. And so I almost wasn't surprised. Later, when you start to understand the details and you're like, you understand how heavy this is. Of course, it's disappointing. As a high school senior, it was hard to reconcile the image of Kobe and the reality that he had been charged with sexual assault. Part of me really wanted to ignore the allegations, while a different part of me wanted to understand what would lead Kobe to commit adultery and force himself on a 19-year-old woman. He even admitted to understanding that for her, it was not consensual. It was in stark contrast to the wholesome image that so many of us believed in, that I believed in. When he lived, and people don't want to talk about this, he was very polarizing. You know, as, as a ball player, he could be marked as selfish. As a uh, companion in marriage, he could be marked as a cheater. In the court of law, if you know some people don't forgive people, he could be looked at as a rapist. Sports heroes are sometimes a form of escape and can allow us to enter a world removed from our day-to-day. It's like they're a vessel to help us travel back to a time when all the dreams we had as children still seemed viable and like they had a chance of coming true. Kobe was that for a lot of people. The news that he had been charged with sexual assault forced people to question their beliefs and even question their own dreams. He had a long way to fall. And when he fell, it felt like we all fell too. I'm so sorry. Uh, having to put you through this and having to put our family through this. Walter Thompson, the senior from Venice, California. When I was a student athlete at the University of Portland, I would come back to LA every summer. I came back home to be with friends and family and to train for the upcoming season. I played in summer pickup games at UCLA, and it felt special to be there with people like Baron Davis, Carmelo Anthony, Paul Pierce, and other well-known NBA players. The gym was filled with agents and fans and students who watched as we played inside of a three-court hardwood gym. I'd sometimes play in a few games a day with all these people I admired but who didn't know who I was and would mostly refer to me not by my name, but by the color of my shirt. They used to be like, hey, blue, hey, red, hey, gray. It took months. But the first time one of those NBA players called me by name, man, it felt great. But something even more unbelievable happened next. Oh shit, that's Kobe. Kobe walked in one day. Sneakers stopped their squeaks. Basketballs were caught and held. The echo of laughter stopped dead in the air. The silence made you more aware of the smell of the place. Sports cream, Old Spice deodorant, sweat, 
and we were all looking at Kobe. He was wearing black sunglasses, a tracksuit, Jordan 3s. Literally in my mind, I'm watching him walk, and, and, and I'm like, Boo! with the golden aura. Oh shit, that's Kobe. <laughs> the fuck, that's Kobe. It was wild. He might have been floating. I don't know. He probably was. The guy was definitely floating. He walked up to our group and greeted the people he knew, like Coach Hazard, my high school basketball coach, who at that point in his life was a Laker scout. I hoped he would shake my hand too. But instead, he just gave me a quick head nod. A half hour later, First game was underway. I was playing against Kobe. I wasn't even mad that I wasn't on Kobe's team. I was just happy to be there. So I'm on the court, and I'm trying to do my job. I'm trying to guard my guy. And I'm failing, because I'm just watching Kobe the whole time. And he is so in control of his body, it's crazy. It felt like watching the most highly trained Broadway dancer. It felt poetic. About 10 minutes later, Kobe accidentally starts to guard me. Next thing I know, I'm under the basket. It's just me and Kobe and he's grabbing on my t-shirt. So I fake going left, I spin away, releasing his grip, and use a screen set by one of my teammates to get open. I sprint to get the ball. He's right behind me. He's on my tail. The ball lands in my hands. I square my feet and I set my eyes on the rim and release the ball high in the air as Kobe struggles to get over the screen. Swish. Buckets. <laughs> So we actually ended up losing the game. But scoring on Kobe was a big win for me. An hour later, we all called it quits and began cooling down. Hundreds of UCLA students had heard that Kobe was on campus. In a matter of minutes, the entire gym was swarming with students. A group of campus police approached Kobe and formed a human barricade around him while he put his tracksuit back on. So Kobe looks at Coach Hazard and he goes, Hey, Sheed, can you walk me to my car? And Coach Hazard goes, yeah, let's do it. And seconds later, I joined them. I found myself on Kobe's left side as we made our way through campus on a bright summer day. And I'm looking at Kobe the whole time. Earlier, on the basketball court, I was trying to play it cool. But walking next to him, I lost my shit. I was that 10-year-old kid again, bright-eyed, excited, hyped to be walking next to Kobe Bryant. And in what universe 
do I get to score a basket on Kobe and walk next to him in the same day? This was the craziest moment of my life. And I'm looking at Kobe walking and his eyes are staring at the whole campus. And he's like so observant of everything that's going on around him. But he doesn't see me. Or maybe he does, but he plays it cool and doesn't show it. But then he looks at me and like my whole life just stopped. And he opens his mouth and he says, man, college would have been fun and all, but I don't know about all that fucking schoolwork. And then like a minute later, Kobe gets in his car and drives off. But I'm still shook that Kobe looked at me and spoke to me. And it's a moment that I'll never forget ever. I got dozens of texts with the same three words. Is it true? Is it true? Those three words with no other other context at all. Um, Nothing else. And it was almost as if the texts were coming from the same person. Everyone in Los Angeles became the same person for a second. And they were hoping that they would get a no back. But unfortunately, every answer to that question, is it true, turned out to be a yes. Good afternoon from New York. We're coming on the air with breaking news, very sad news to tell the sports world. The LA Times is reporting that retired... On January 26th, Kobe and his daughter and seven other people were in a helicopter. They were flying above Calabasas on their way to host his basketball camp. The helicopter crashed at around 10 a.m. Because at that point, I kind of knew that it was true. got a message from... Uh, one of my classmates in seventh grade. I have no idea how this dude got my number, but he was like, you were the first person I thought of. I don't know, like I was just, I was paralyzed. (laughs) For a good six hours after, I couldn't move. Um, I couldn't respond to anything. My body like, not went numb, but like lost feeling. Like I started shaking, like never thought like, I couldn't believe it. Like my heart was like shattered. I was like, there's no way. What's crazy is that you know that text thread that it's me, you, Jordan, and Mint. Like yeah. that's how I found out. Like, oh wow, yeah. Like right. Mint texted that thread, like some like TMZ, you know, story, and like that's how I found out. And man, I could not believe it. I cried for almost three hours in my room, alone, and thought about Kobe. And then I went outside. Within hours of the news breaking, I saw so many people wearing Kobe jerseys. Number eight, number 24. It felt like the whole city had went on. People who looked like they had never played a day of basketball in their lives, but they all had on his jersey. I drove by a woman who cried as she bought roses from a man on Slauson. 
I think she was crying for Kobe. On a different street corner, I saw the same guy who sold Rest in Peace Nipsey Hussle shirts, now selling Rest in Peace Kobe ones. When Nipsey was killed, I felt like South Central mourned. But when Kobe died, it felt larger. It felt like the whole city felt it. And the world. I lost it. I was crying. Couldn't believe it. You were the one who gave me the news. I knew you were sad. And I knew inside of me that I lost like like a family member. It's just like you lost your role model. Somebody important in my son's life. Someone who helped me change my son. Honestly, sometimes it feels like the only time we come together in LA are during extremes. It's like we're really great at celebrating and we're really great at grieving, but nothing in between. We come together in grief after disasters, fires, earthquakes, and pandemics. When we're shaken, we reach out to help each other. Kobe wasn't a fire or an earthquake, but it's definitely changed us. Some rumors say that Kobe held on to Gigi as the helicopter crashed. And maybe there's something beautiful to take from that. Maybe that's one thing we can do moving forward, is hold each other. You know, when I was at the memorial service, and particularly just the days after he died in the areas outside the Staples Center when they were putting flowers out for him, I mean, you just saw a beautiful picture of L.A. You had the Latinos, you had the Armenians, you had the Russians, Middle Eastern, African-American, Caucasian. You saw every color, Asian-Americans. And that just brought me so much joy because that was Kobe. Kobe's legacy is restoring the unity that L.A. was always intended to have. When Kobe was good, he was great. When L.A. is good, it's also great. Kobe, this is a thank you. A really big thank you. Thank you from that kid on his bed in his room talking to a cop who didn't know what you would mean to me. Thank you for giving me something to root for. Thank you for playing and making me want to play. For keeping me on the court and out of trouble. You really saved my life, man. And my mom wants to say thank you too. Thank you, Kobe. Thank you. Kobe! Flips it up, bats it in, and a foul. Sensational move from Kobe Bryant. Special thanks to Ileana Tejada, Zach Woolridge, Lorena Ayub, Dr. Larif Idrus, David Tripler, Eugene O, Nicholas Rose, Lisa Kwan, Jack Thomas, Mamama, A. Martinez, 
and Zuhair al-Shawa. All these people helped us remember Kobe and remind us of who we are and who he was. The lead producer for this episode is Tamika Adams. Supporting producer is Megan Tan. Our editor is Arwen Nix. And our producer is Elizabeth Nakano. Valentino Rivera is our engineer. Original music by Andrew Epen. This episode was written by me, Walter Thompson Hernandez, with help from Tamika Adams and Arwen Nix. Angela Bromstadt is the executive producer. California Love is a production of Alley Studios. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.